Welcome to the Bike Pack Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski. This podcast was created so as to share the stories of bike tours, bike packers, and endurance cyclists from around the world as they embark on amazing adventures. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn the ins and outs of bike travel. You'll get insight into various countries and cultures around the world, hear fantastic stories of their journeys. Through both mine and my guests' experiences, you'll learn about the pros and cons of specific gear, bikes, and bike setups. If you're new to bike travel and considering going on an adventure, I hope the podcast provides you with that extra little bit of motivation to make it happen. I want to thank Panorama Cycles, Redshift Sports, Restrap, Race Day Fuel, and Brockton Cyclery for supporting Bike Pack Adventures and helping to keep me on the bike. Check out the show notes for more information about these amazing companies. Thanks and keep on pedaling. In episode nine, we are meeting Walter, a Swiss Canadian that has spent the last 25 years running a motel a few hours north of Toronto. As a lifelong cyclist, he's decided he wanted to cycle across Canada to discover this country, and his wife is following along in the RVs that they have a constant home base. Not only is Walter cycling across the country at the age of 70, but he's also raising money for Parkinson's research that he is going to donate to the various communities he meets along the way. His PR rep, Sylvia, has been really great, and you're going to hear about how amazing a job it is to have a PR person, but she's been arranging hotels and accommodations and stopovers at home hardwares, and he's been on the news several times, and this is his first podcast, so... Thank you, Walter, for being here with me today. Walter, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I just got back to Canada six days ago, and I happened to see you on the news and thought I should send you a message and see if you'd like to be on the podcast. So really, thanks for being here. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who Who is Walter? Walter is uh, 70 years old, and it's I immigrated to Canada in '95 my wife and the two boys one already back in switzerland again and okay. the other one is in toronto and so we had we built a motel up in magneto one ontario and and was uh, near north it's not near north it's almagwin highlands mm-hmm. and so i always did some biking back in switzerland as well where we came from and so I did a few bike tours there, but I never was in a bike cycling club at all. Okay. So I, I, then I worked shift work, so I never had the chance to go on the weekends. Have to work three <coughs> weekends in a week, mm-hmm. in a month. But then I, I keep keep going with bike cycling, and then we had we built the motel in Magnetoman, and so the main t- when I have a spare time, I jumped on the bike and. I was a little bit tired to go always the 124. It's it's kind of boring, always up and down and then. Yeah. But there's some nice bike roads as well there in that area. Some is the Bunny Trail. It's about 95 kilometers. Oh, that's from pretty our, good long. Yeah. From our place, and then there's a uh, Almagman. Uh, there's one with 75, and you know the shorter one. It's around Army Lake. It's 40k. So there's a few things, but you know, after a while, you're going around the circle, all the same thing. So yeah. I said, I want to do something else to go from one from A to B, not just go ah. from A to B and go back to A. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. want to go move on. So I, I, you know, Canada is our second home. So I said, we always want to see the country, and then two 
two years ago I, I said oh, maybe I can do it with the bicycle so I start planning my road you know I, di I didn't want to go on highway one on the Trans Canada highway yeah I try to avoid it because I want to it's have a little long more. and boring and a little bit dangerous it's not dangerous it's not but there's too much traffic on it and I want to go a little south not not the typical Trans Canada mm -hmm. highway even though we were a few few times on it mm -hmm. but most of the time we were off the major roads and I so we started in Tofino at BC mm -hmm. on the April the 12th and so we were really welcome there from the people in Tofino. I've been there once. You've been there once? Okay. I drove across Canada and then go, went to Tofino okay. and so learned how and, to surf. And we have a friend, Sylvia Stark. She actually her husband like, was a guest, was a guest of her in a motel because he was working in the in the area, so okay. he stayed with us. And so we start talking, you know. And then one day we invited them for supper and then we we get more to know each other. And so we started talking about this bike thing. And then he says, yeah, you know, I have to pedal anyway, so I, I should choose something and make a fundraiser out of it because it doesn't make Absolutely. any difference. <clears throat> so and then he said, yeah, well, you have to talk to my wife. She's really good at that. And so... Sylvia is the one I, in, I emailed, right? She's your, doing your PR, is that right? Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. So that's why... And then at first of all, she said, no, I know, I can't do that. I have no time. Because if she, she said, if I say yes, then I know what I'm going into it. And that's a lot of work. So uh, I don't know who convinced them, convinced her, me or her My husband. husband. <laughs> <laughs> but she said yes. And she's on board since then, ah. at the beginning of the year. And she always wants to say, you know, if I can postpone it to next year, then she has more time to yeah. plan. I said, no, actually, no, I, I, I want to do it this year because I don't know, you know, I have to do, I'm fit now and I don't know about you next year. don't know what can happen a year from now, right? Yeah, that's right. You have to do it when you can. So, but then she's on board since then and she does amazing work and she had gave us accommodation, sponsors, you know, the... She's the one contacting all the places. So far, all accommodation, you know, Tofino at the Crystal Cove, there's a campground. We stayed four nights there for free. Mm -hmm. And then one was a with, I still have a problem with that name, Wikininish. That's a I don't know. top resort in one of the 10 top resorts. What she said in, in North America. Oh, wow. We stayed for one night free there as well. It was a chocolate bar as a basket. The chocolate bar was eleven dollars. Wow! <laughs> and I wonder, you know, and then because you didn't eat the chocolate bar. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and was, I said, well, it's we were we checked into that hotel three o'clock in the afternoon. We never left the room, <laughs> so we bought our own wine. And but they were they were really nice. So and the fire chief, where that he chased me out of town with his fire truck. And media was there, so you know mm -hmm. so that was really nice. And the weather was good, still on the cool side. There were a lot of surfers out there. Morning, seven o'clock. They are crazy, waiting for a waiting for waves. wave for hours. You know they are not that high, so but you know, no, that's not for me. Like yeah. fishing, you're waiting for a bite. <laughs> not a big fan. <laughs> no, they, I'd rather be on a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> so you have some action while you're moving. 
And then we went to, from there we, Tofino went to Port Albany. That was, that were the views, the first two hills there. I, you probably know that. You I don't realize it with the car. Probably don't realize it with the car, yeah. Yeah, but in the bike you realize that. And then that was a nice day. And then it, in Port Albany we stayed one night and the next morning was pouring rain. Mm. And we had to go because we booked a ferry the next right, day. Yeah. So we had, we had no choice to go. So the first halfway into Naimano, Nanaimo was pouring rain. So she has, had to host me. That's down. going through the forest where it's all the big trees in the forest, yeah. that road? So yeah, well, there's some of them, yeah. <laughs> so she has really hosed me down. My, my bike was, I had to hose my bike down as well. It was so dirty. Yeah. Was, you know, there was still winter sand on the road. Okay, yeah. So it's and just everywhere. Wet was, you know, it's like mud. <laughs> but the second, this lap from from there into Nanaimo, the song came out. So I changed before, and then song came out. So that was nice in Nanaimo. And the next morning we went to to the ferry, and then Phil, he, you know, he contacted me before, so he came to the ferry, close to the ferry, and so we we rode together from mm. there to Stanley Park, and then back to the campground where we stayed was sponsored. Uh, Sylvia arranged that too. We didn't She's have to on pay top that. of it, huh? She's on top of it, everything, yeah. So that was uh, Tofi, that was uh, Vancouver Island, and then we, when we came to Vancouver, West Vancouver, we rode with Phil to the Stanley Park. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then back, and so that's, and then we're still keeping, he never came back, and well, and then had the first, the next day, had the first morning show, make, Vancouver Breakfast Morning Show. That was my yeah. first TV. That was your first time on TV? <laughs> that was the first time on TV. And my kids always laughed. The boys said, you know, the guy asked me, what do you have for nutrition? You know, what do you eat? Especially, my wife always says, I have to drink more. And, you know, if you're biking, you eat pasta the day before. So you make some good ground. And then I says, I do what to drink. And I said to the to the guy, you know, you know, I catch up with the beer later on. <laughs> and the boy said, that's typical dad. <laughs> you have to have your end of day beers. Otherwise, what's the point yeah, well, of riding? That, 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 you know, if after a bike ride, you know, you enjoyed it the most. And, yeah. and you know, don't care about calories or whatever. You're burning off the next I day. I remember I did a, an Xterra triathlon, which is a really tough off-road mountain biking triathlon. It's about four hours to finish. And my wife met me at the finish line with a six pack of beer in a cooler and, <laughs> and had met a couple other racers on the way. So we just shared a bunch of beer and it was great. It was yeah. a, it's the way yeah. to end a, a tough day. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we went to West Vancouver. We made the support group for Parkinson. Oh, okay. Then she, she uh, Sylvia found that out too. So she went me meet the, those people and we had, you know, went to their gym and so they did some. And there was global TV there for an hour, but we never saw uh, anything on li- uh, live. Okay. I don't know, they're just broadcasting and says, oh, well, we have something di- more, dif- more important to put a month on the air than me. Could happen. <laughs> Why did you decide to fundraise for Parkinson's? Uh, that was uh, the last five years. There were Perry Sound had a fundraiser for Parkinson, a three-day three event. That was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and 
because we have a motel and a cafe, I only could go one day on Fridays in the weekend. It wasn't, impos- wasn't possible to go because we had too much work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went that for four years. And the last year, actually, I couldn't go because we were way too busy. I couldn't go. Okay. And then now they don't do it anymore. And we found out just the other day, the couple here, they took it over. So they do the fundraiser for Parkinson out here. Yeah. Where we're saying. Yeah. Oh. So it's not not around here. So that's Prince Edward County, whatever it is. Oh calls. yeah, I grew yeah. up in Prince Edward County. Oh okay, yeah. so you have to con- you can sign up for them. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. they have it in two weeks, I think. Oh. And what are they doing for uh, the fundraiser? It's the same thing for Parkinson. Okay. Yeah, just they, they took it over from there, and so she decided she can do it. Yeah, they can do it from here okay. as well. So they went last year for right there and then decide, make decision. We can't, you know, after a while you get tired to organize. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So they took the torch and ran with the next one. Oh. I don't know how long they will do it, but it's, that's the first year they're doing it. So that's why. And then my wife, when I mean, we talked a little bit, my wife had two uncles who had Parkinson. Okay. So and then. That was the closest I came up with. I said, so let's stick with oh, this one. Famous Canadians like Michael J. Fox, who's got Parkinson's. Yeah, actually. Still that, doing some acting. Uh, Sil- actually, Sylvia phoned the fir- when we started the website, uh, the GoFundMe or on Twitter or Facebook. She phoned us one. You know, Michael J. Fox is the first guy who followed you. Oh, who, that's great. Who is that? I had no idea. <laughs> And then regular says when she saw the picture, she realized that she recommended, uh, she know them uh, by just by face, but I had no clue who was that. Yeah. And I'm wondering what's going on with Angela Merkel now because she's gotten some shaking. Yeah, I hear that too. Yeah. I don't know. uh, Yeah. She has some shaking. Maybe a stroke or Parkinson's or. I don't know what's happened there. So so that was the the start with the, so we start to, and Sylvia started to do some recognize, find people, accommodation and groups. And we d- actually, we didn't have too much support from the Parkinson Canada. Interesting. Yeah, that's, it's really interesting because they want, you know, I do it for myself. And, and so they wouldn't give any names out for, you know, support groups where we yeah. can meet and, you know. And so they're very secretive about that's privacy stuff, and I guess the, yeah, it's medical, the, it's privacy, but uh, no, it's it's a support group. It's not, uh, you know, they could have reached out to them and said, "Listen, yeah. Walter's coming through. Would yeah. you be interested in yeah meeting him yeah, and that's sharing right. your stories?" That's right. They could give him. They yeah. could have, yeah, then they could contact me, right, or yeah. Sylvia, but no, they they wouldn't give out anything. Hmm. So Sylvia, she has to search all the way, but she did some fundraiser before as well, so she has a lot of contacts. And she knows the way around. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that's a good thing. But she was, at one point, we, she was mad and I was mad on my bicycle. Why am I doing this for Parkinson? I don't get any support here. Mm-hmm. So, and if somebody wants to uh, give money to, uh, you know, doesn't want to go on the GoFundMe page, they can go directly to Parkinson yeah. and give the money there. I'll put some links in the, uh, the notes at the bottom of the, like, the show notes at the mm-hmm. bottom of the podcast where people can click if they want to go and support. So Yeah. You know, yeah. my goal is fifty thousand. I'm yeah, way good. off. Yeah. I'm not that I'm way off maybe ten percent so far. Okay. 
So, but the day is not over. So, yeah. I hope I get some more. Yeah, and then from, we went to New Westminster and we had, there was the TV guy was there and then there were two, she arranged the police guy as well to come. You know, there were two bikers from the police in New Westminster. Nice, like as an escort, yeah? As an escort, we drove through the town and then we had two cars. One was in front of us and the other one went ahead to block off the traffic. So Great. that was kind of fun. We don't have to wait on the red light and stop light. We just cruised through. Mm-hmm. And then, but it was a rainy day, but who cares? It wasn't the first rainy day. When you have a police escort, who cares if it's raining? <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of neat. And then we went back and then they invited us for lunch as well. So they were really helpful. And then from there we went to, actually that uh, guy came riding with us. Then he came the next day. We uh, went from there to Mission, mm-hmm. to, from Barnaby to Mission. Okay. So he came out to ride with me in the pouring rain with another girl. So we were three of them. And so we went to, on the way to Mission, and the halfway, you know, we trying to meet up with regular, but she got lost in the train somewhere, she made a wrong turn, and ah. then, you know, it, with the RV, you just come, you just can make a U-turn quick, you have yes, to yeah. find a bigger space to turn around, and by the time she was there, we had waited about an hour, in, we were soaking wet, and we waited an hour until she came, and she was in the happy camper. <laughs> She felt sorry because we were waiting so long for her to, yeah. to show up. And then I'm stubborn and she says, now we have to change. Says, What's the point? It's still raining. I'm wet. You know, the first thing, the first thing, if you start trying, you know, riding on the, the worst thing, if you, until you're wet. Yeah. After you're wet, you're It doesn't care. matter anymore. It's just cold. If it's, it's cold, just, cold. It's just keep moving. Keep moving. And, yeah. So, and then they went halfway, and then I went into mission, to, so the, finally it, it, the rain stopped, so it was more or less no rain in mission, and then we stayed from there, we went on to Hope. Okay. Beautiful. Hope is a beautiful city, out in the mountain. My wife said, regular says, you know, that reminds me of your home for Switzerland. In the mountains all the way around. <laughs> the weather was nice. It was on the cool side, but the, the sun was out. That was, you know. Now, you, how did you find the climbing and the, the mountains? Yeah, that was a little up to hope. wasn't too bad, but from hope to Princeton, that was the toughest ones. Mm. I think that was uh, one day was about 2,400 and some oh, meters climbing. Big. There were a few months. Few my, my friend who lives in Sweden, he was actually in my podcast in one of the episodes, and he says, in Switzerland, if there's no glacier on it, they don't, only, only mountains with glaciers are called mountains. Everything else is just a hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a little, uh, that's, no, there are some mountains there as well. But you know, they had just finished the Tour de Suisse. Oh, okay. So they had one, the last, uh, the last big tour, what they say, they couldn't do it because there was still snow on on the road. Mm. The snow banks were high as this, wow. so they had to. Ch- oh, I see. The, I do see Instagram pictures where they have like they have these snow blowers, the cutters, yeah. and then you see cyclists going up these roads where the snow is way over their heads. Yeah, it's unbelievable. No, yeah, I wonder. No, they couldn't do so. They have to organize. I had to change the roads to, oh. but then they have to. One day they had to, I think three passes on. You know, there are passes. I know the one, the Gotha Pass. 
and they have those stones with the, you know, really rough the old road. I wouldn't go up to, down that road hard, if right? it's wet. So back to how to my trip from to Princeton, that was tough, and so but the weather was was nice, was dry most of the time, but was on the cool, always on the cool side. Yeah. So it's, we were to uh, the whole way actually through Alberta uh, to BC. What was it was nice, but the hills were you know challenging. They were challenging, yeah. And then you you come uphill, and then you see a sign on the road. Truck drivers, the truck drivers, please chain up. Oh wow! That means it still goes up. Yeah. And then after a while, you see another sign, the same thing. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm, driving to British Columbia and coming from over the mountains that way. The downhill, it just feels like it never ends. So I could just imagine coming the other way from British Columbia. You must be like, just up, up, up for like it feels like maybe a hundred kilometers or something. It's just yeah, well, it's you long. think it's that long, but it's, it's, not. it's not that long. <laughs> but you, you feel, you know, you're going uphill. And then even though you see that that's not encouraging, you see it's, it's another sign, please chain up. But then the release comes when the sign says, truck drivers, check your brakes. Then you know you're up at the top. Yeah. And then they have the runoff Yeah, they have some the up, but not too many on the highway tree. Mm-hmm. That the because there were narrow roads and there were, I didn't see too many runoff. Okay. Like on the big highway one, ah, they okay. have more there. Yeah. Yeah, I drove highway one. Yeah. So now I didn't. I want highway three, and that's beautiful. The Crow's Nest Pass. Okay. That's beautiful scenery. It's really beautiful. And then I always says, "What's the Crow's Nest? Why they call them Crow's Nest?" And then somebody told us, you know, just the mountains look like a nest. Oh. But far away, and then, and then on each side there was a crow on it, a crow's nest pass. Interesting. <laughs> and it's always highway three until in, into Alberta. And then another s- town where regular says she wants to go back is Osoyos. Osoyos. Os- yeah, Osoyos. Yeah, that's on highway three. Okay. You know, you come down, it's Osoyos. At the bottom, around the oh, mountains. Just in the valley, yeah? It's in the valley, but all the way around the mountains. And so the next day, you have to climb up and up and up. Yeah. That was a tough too, because there's that mountains, because never ending. And you go around curves to think you're up there. Oh, and just check this out. My wife and I went to Vang Vien in Laos, and it's also like that. You go down in this valley, and it's people like, there's a nice the Mekong River comes through no sorry not the Mekong River another river comes through and it's just beautiful hiking and stuff and everywhere you look it's just mountains uh-huh. and uh, unbelievable yeah. mm-hmm. no that was uh, summertime as you says that's really hot down there that's okay it's up to 40 Celsius oh wow because you know the heat comes down and it, it can't move because there's no wind yeah you know Anyway, that's a nice town where she said she would like to go back for a week or so, just to hang around there. No biking up the hill. <laughs> so you came out of the mountains and then you were heading down into Alberta. Into the prairies after the... After How boring was the prairies? Alberta wasn't too bad. The, the thing it's a little was, bit more rolling in Alberta, It's a little right? more rolling. and it's, You come into farmland and then 
But the worst thing was in the prairies was the always northeast wind all the time. Ah. So I was in the wind all day long. Yeah. That was really tough. So it comes from the northeast? From the northeast. Oh, Normally you have tailwind. Yeah, 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 but not this time. I had about three days who had tailwind. The rest was all from the northeast. Oh, man. And this is long, and flat, and there's and nothing cold. blocking. It was cold. Yeah, it was still cold. We had some... We still had some snow on the ground, mm -hmm. you know, some patches of snow all the way to the prairies oh, wow. in Saskatchewan as well. And, you know, you, in Saskatchewan you can pedal for hours, you know, to even see your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just flat. And it's then just one grain. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no, it was. Well, now there'd be nothing because it was in the not, winter, yeah. The leaves not even wear out. It was, it was too cold. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we came into Saskatchewan and we met, uh, actually we were in Moose Jaw, we met some people there as well and then in Regina, actually the plan wasn't to go to Moose Jaw, but then Sylvia had arranged something in Moose Jaw and Regina. Okay. So that was another, that was a detour up there and then we went down and then again, and then Manit in Brandon, Manitoba, I have a nephew there who lives there. So oh, okay. I was planning to go there. And there was another interview from a from a radio station who who did that. And in Lesbridge, actually, that was in Alberta. There was a, we had a good interview there mm -hmm. as well. So how many times have you been on TV now? Uh, <coughs> three Three times live now, yeah. Three times live, yeah. That's yeah, one in Winnipeg. That's great. In a morning show as well, yeah. Yeah. And bef and then Monday. Uh, well, what's today? Good question. Saturday. <laughs> today is yeah Saturday. <laughs> I have to figure out. It was I lost Thursday or Wednesday. You're on TV here. I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah. yeah. I messaged you Thursday. Yeah. That's Thursday, yeah. So, you know, I lost track of the day. So yeah, I was up cooking breakfast, and then my, my aunt said, Oh, look, Chris, there's this, there's this 70 year old guy cycling across Canada. He should. And I, my, my wife turned around and she said, His name's Walt, Walter and Giants. And so then I went on Facebook and I was okay. like, Because I missed it. I was like, so. uh, Yeah, well, that's the other thing. The giant, the giant, you know, I was surprised the TV guy, he focused in on the giant bike. But the giant bike is the RV, right? The giant. No, the the giant bike is the is my bicycle. Ah, yeah. But he focused on this bicycle, and I asked the giant if they can sponsor me, and they says uh, they don't have no money for this year. And so finally, the rep gave me where well, I bought my bike up in Norby, <coughs> in where I live. And so, uh, an hour north of where, where we live, and then he actually gave us some uh, shirts, you know, two shirts, you know, a cycler, you should, you shouldn't. You're changing a lot, yeah. But you shouldn't wear black, no, but two black shirts, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I sell it off <laughs> <laughs> to make some money for Parkinson. <laughs> I'll buy one from you. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's, uh, probably it will fit. I can show you. You can try it on if we'll it fits. And then uh, a rain, uh, yellow rain jacket, that was the good. That's a good thing. I saw the pictures with you on, with yeah. it on, yeah. Actually, no, that picture was probably from the other wind jacket I had okay. before. I don't know if, uh, it doesn't matter. And a couple of socks and a tire, and that's it. Oh, wow. And then you know, probably those uh, 
black t-shirt, uh, bike shirts, there were probably nobody was buying it. Mm-hmm. So because people, you know, they want to have bright stuff on the bike, so you can people see. And even in the summertime, if you wear black, it's you know, I don't like black. Yeah, it's hot. The only good thing, if you're touring, the good thing about black is it doesn't get absolutely filthy. Because like, I toured with um, white biking sleeves in Asia. Oh, okay. And I couldn't wash them anymore. They were just so dirty that like they never came clean. So they were just like these mucky brown looking sleeves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Forever dirty. And gross. So what they change color. Yeah. <laughs> And then you avoided the highway one again, right? To yeah, we we went from uh, we came into highway you know south. We went on highway two into Manitoba, and then as soon as we left Saskatchewan into Manitoba, the paved shoulders were gone. Ah, but there wasn't that much traffic on it, so it was sort of okay. And then when we came in from Brandon, we went down again into. Highway 13 into Minnesota mm-hmm. because I don't want to go in Highway I've heard 17. The, I've heard the road across from Thunder Bay is quite dangerous too. Yeah, that's why, even though it was uh, more scenic mm-hmm. than the Highway 11. There's no shoulders and it's fast trucks. And yeah, and then lots of curves and stuff yeah. like that. So, And then we went into Minnesota. It was funny, I was with the bicycle and went to the customs. And she drove behind me with the RV. And then he said, oh, just one at a time. And then I... Let's get off the bike, put it in the RV and say, no, 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 no. And then I said, that's my wife. She has the passport. You know what he said? I don't care. Ooh. <laughs> in that voice, yeah. I don't care if that's your, my wife or not. She goes back. She has to go in reverse, and there were two cars behind. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, well, crap. <clears throat> no, she has to go behind the line. Anyway, and then he asked me a question. I am a bicycle on the bike, I'm wearing like this. Do you have any alcohol or weapon on you? <laughs> so I have a sit down standing on the bike, and so I, you know, I'm the guy who wants to make a comment, you know, but on the customs, you can't do <laughs> that. Thinking, but this could be a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> big mistake. But Check I, out these guns. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work either. So I looked, just looked down. No, I don't have anything on me. So he looked at me, but then he didn't say anything anymore. So he went. He just said they're in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good idea. No. <laughs> no, so, but that was the custom. And then we were, there is more event there we just want to avoid into Kenora Highway 17 mm-hmm. because I know that's... So you went all the way around Superior, right? Up through um, Sault Ste. Marie? No, 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 no. We came into uh, we came into Ontario in Rainy River, mm-hmm. Fort Francis into Thunder Bay. Oh, okay. And then that's the only part, you know, a short distance where you have to travel. Okay. You have to ride on the 17. But then we went from there, we went Highway 11. You know, from Rainy River, it starts, the Highway 11 starts in Rainy River. I didn't know that. And it goes from Rainy River, South Fort Francis, and then into Thunder Bay, and then goes up, up north. Ah. And so we went up, because I choose that, because I know I was tri- riding, at driving before the Highway 17 mm-hmm. in the earlier days. It's beautiful, but on the bike. There's a lot of vehicles and... It's, yeah. And the truck drivers, you know, if if they don't see you, and you they come around the curve, and oh shoot, there's a biker there. So I said no, and it wasn't too bad. The highway eleven, as as 
the bed I can recommend to the bikers, they should take Highway 11. That's better, better roads, yeah. more straight. Okay. Well, there's not, if, you, if they're looking for hills, that's not the Highway 11, but there's still it's some elevation going up mm -hmm. and down. You don't realize with the car, but on yeah. the bike you realize it. So that's why we choose Highway 11, because of safety reason. Mm -hmm. And then from Highway, then we, the road wasn't actually, there was a few sections where the shoulders weren't that good, but um, the most part they are pretty good. Mm. But, you know. Enough to ride on. Enough to ride on, but still it's, and the truck driver, they see you way ahead because more straight line. Mm -hmm. So, and then the truck drivers, most of the truck drivers, they actually, they're pretty good. Because there are some of them the, with the pickup trucks, you know, especially those who have high up white wheels on it and a loud motor, yeah. they think they own the road. <laughs> can you tell our listeners why you started on April 12th? What's the significance? Actually, we want, actually we want to start on April 11 because that's, Sylvia told us that's the National Day of Parkinson. Ah. And so the reason why we're starting at the high at the 12th, because the mayor Tofino said he has no time at the 11th, so we postponed it the day after, and they still didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but there was um, also significance to Terry Fox, isn't there? It's the same. It's the same date. We found out in Thunderbay when you look to the plaque there. Yeah. Oh, it started the same, the same day, day as we are. But on the other end on of the, the country. On the other end, yeah. Ah. So that was funny, yeah. So that's what they started. And then again, it was probably a early. Back to, uh, you know, the early date in BC, you know, it has signs there. You know, until end of April, you have to have winter tire yeah. on the cars, on the, or you have, on the bigger vehicles, mm -hmm. you have to have chain, <clears throat> just in case. Yeah. And one time we st I stopped at the side, I saw Pila stopped on the side, and she, oh, she stopped, and I waited there, and then we were talking about, and then she looked on the side, I said, oh, look, there's a chain in the sand, from the winter sand. Mm -hmm. So I start pulling that chain out. It was a chain from a truck. He probably lost it on oh, wow. somehow. And then uh, she said, oh, well, put them in the RV. If people ask you have a chain, yeah, it's in the back. I don't know if it fits or not, but we have a chain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We never used it. it never got asked. Yeah. Never, never got asked, and the road was always clear. Yeah. But there were no snow on the road. Even though the snow banks, some places were still high. So how did you, did you, um, did you have this RV for a long time before, or was it something you decided to buy when you closed up Actually, your... Actually, we, we bought this RV in, in 15, because we want to sell the motel yeah. on didn't happen, so we had it. We had it for a few years. We had it for a few years, and so we took it out for a couple. In the last three years, we went down to the states in the winter for a couple, of, for a months or two. Yeah, yeah. Just to escape the winter. Anyway, so we and then we heard the story. Usually, it's not that cold. We heard that stuff till, till in up in Canada in May. Usually, it's not that cold. <laughs> well, my dad said there was snow in June. In Elliott Lake, it snowed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, third or and they had in Algonquin Park, they had some snow I heard too. That too yeah. Just, just you know, a little bit disappeared after a while. Why did you decide to ride a road bike as opposed to something with maybe a little bit more of a relaxed geometry? Something well, relaxed. It's the I always had a road bike. 
Mm-hmm. And when our boys were younger, then uh, we had some mountain bikes with, uh, you know, so we can put them, the boys at mm-hmm. the back. But the others had a road bike. Ah, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't really want to have a heavy bike. You want to make better mileage? How, how far do you ride in a day, typically? It's about 100k. About 100k. Yeah, that's average. Sometimes, you know, from Huntsville, the first two days after Huntsville, we have 130k every day. So that was, and then, but normally it's about roughly 100k okay. in average. You know, if you go over time, it's, you count the days. It's, and then, she always said, uh, Sylvia always says, why you, you not have to go too far, smell the roses on the way. <laughs> and so I have to tell her, you know, there's no roses, you can't smell. And then my plan is, you know, to have a rest during the day and then right in the morning and then have a rest. But yeah. the weather was always so cold, there was no reason to wait, uh, just keep going. Yeah. And you never know what the weather brings like. so. It's what? completely opposite to Asia because I had like I had one of my guests um, and friend of mine. He would get up at three in the morning and start riding in the dark at three a.m. three thirty in the morning when it's not thirty-five degrees, forty degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, by ten o'clock in the morning, I'm done my ride. I've gotten a hotel, and I don't have to like just die in the heat. Mm-hmm. So he's doing. I never had that problem so far. <laughs> <laughs> so about five thousand kilometers so far. Five and a half. Five and a half thousand? Yeah. A little more than five and a half, yeah. So it's still, it's, uh, yeah, and then actually, you know, we, we're still in Highway 11, so we, the first time we ran into mosquitoes in warm weather was, I think, Martin River. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we, we ran into those black flies and mosquitoes. And were they a nuisance when you're riding, or you just no. have to go faster, yeah? No, no, they're usually, the, what's, the, you know, a friend of us, uh, they rode uh, to Canada as well, and uh, he says, you know, the only thing that are fastest those deer flies, they are pretty fast. They mm. can catch you uphill. Catch you uphill. You push the legs harder. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so then we were, we spent in Norway. We had to, ch- you know, have to, we had to, uh, finally had to change the address in Norway because we have the address from Simon. He lives in Toronto. Mm. And uh, I had to have a new sticker for the RV, for the lumber plate. Oh, yeah. So it cost me, you know, I asked them, you know, can you do that before you change the address? Because after, above Huntsville, you get the northern rate. After in Huntsville, that's right. you get the southern rate. My parents pay for northern rate. Yeah, I used to as well. Yeah. So that's why, you know, now she can't do that. We have to change the address first. <laughs> how does it work if, um, I'm just wondering here, how does it work when if you don't have a permanent address anymore? Let's say you've sold your house, you've sold your things. If you only had an RV, what becomes your address for licensing? When you uh, want our address is our Simon's address in Toronto. Okay. Which is, you need a physical address where yeah. somebody lives there. You just can't have a PO box. That's not allowed. You need yeah. a physical address. I wonder how a homeless person puts a license plate on their car. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I never, yeah, I was just kind of thinking that, like, what if you don't have a physical address? Yeah, you need one, especially if you're O-Hip as well. box somewhere, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're cover, if you're O-Hip in Ontario, you need an address, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and uh, drive a license too, you, you just. Yeah, you have to have an address. You need to have, yeah. have a address. So Mine we did that, we did that in North Bay. We stayed with friends there in North Bay for a couple of days, and then we went 
to Magneto One. Actually, that was a nice surprise. What Magneto One? We, we weren't allowed to come in. That was what's today Saturday. Two weeks ago, we was pouring rain from Sandridge to Magneto One. Okay. So we weren't allowed to come to Magneto One before Saturday morning. They didn't want you to come in in the wet and have the nice. No, sunny. no, they want to have surprise, you know. Ah. So that was that was good. There was then Highway Eleven up there. There was the fire truck from Magneto One was there, and I had two two guys from the Al Magman Highland Al Magman Motion Bike Group. Okay, they were there to so we rode we biked down there in the pouring cool. rain, and the one guy says, "I'm not really want to come down," and then after the last three kilometers says. Actually, I'm glad I never was support followed by a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> was um was regular always so? Oh, there's some loud crows. Was regular always uh, willing to drive? Was that something from the start, or was it something you had to convince her to do? No, no, I never have to convince. She likes to drive, yeah. and she gets really good at it. And does she stay with you when you're riding, or does she go ahead sometimes? She, she most of the time she goes ahead and waits somewhere. And you have like a checkpoint where you're going to meet. No, up. well, she you know she finds a spot to park to wait, and then mm-hmm. she goes on. And then uh, she asks, you know, in the winter time was winter time was was still yeah was still winter temperature, so I had to change so many times. I have about some more. I have three four layers on it, okay. and then the wind jacket. So I was sweating. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, while I'm biking, but as soon as I stopped, it starts freezing, cooling, yeah. cooling down. So I had to change many times. Or I'd just have yeah. a cup of tea or something warm, warm soup. So it's good to have her close by. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I went on again. What's your route from here? Are you going through the east coast to, like, and crossing by ferries to Newfoundland? Or are you going to go through Labrador? <coughs> no, 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 Labrador, no. No. We go, it's the, when we leave here, we go the north side of the river yeah. into Montreal. Otherwise, you're stuck, you can't ride on the highway, right? Yeah, so we decided to drive with the RV, you know, to, to the other side, the, the one highway 148, I think it is, to start there. It's a little confusing to the town and mm-hmm. to all the traffic, so. And we went bike riding t- twice into the town, so we yeah. covered the kilometers to their end. You're good, you're good to go. <laughs> we're good to go. And then we stayed, go up to Quebec City, and okay. then we crossed the river yeah. and stayed on the south side. And okay. then we go into New Brunswick, Fredericton, Moncton, and then Charlottetown, and then down with the ferry, and then up. T- we decided we do that stretch up to New, uh, to the ferry first. Because we're going to Switzerland in the end, in the 5th of August. Oh, okay. So I want to do the stretch before we go to Switzerland. So then we can drive when we come back from, to Halifax. We can drive up there. Mm-hmm. So it saves us a couple of days. I, yeah. you know, actually, I only want to go for two weeks. I gave in. <laughs> yeah. So you're going for about a month? Yeah, six weeks. Six weeks, okay. Yeah, that's a long, so I have to. I have to pedal in Switzerland as well, otherwise yeah. I'm six weeks without pedaling, yeah. just eating. That's you have a bike that, up there to use? Or? I have a nephew, he says I just have to bring the, the clips and the shoes, yeah. and he has a bike there. Yeah. I went riding with him last year once, but he has a bike there. Okay. And I don't know what about regular, if she found one or not. So. so you're going to come back in mid-September? 19th and of September, 19th. we come back uh-huh. and then... We drive directly to the ferry and then go over 
to PEI. That, huh? That's what's funny. We just booked the ferry yesterday from uh, Charlottetown to, uh, you know, with that ferry, the short ferry, and then it says round trip 109, $108 round trip. And so we phoned in and then she said, you know, you have one-way tickets? And she says, no, we just have round trip. That's 109, 108 plus tax or whatever yeah. it is. And she says, why? I says, well, the reason why we don't have one-way tickets to come to Charlottetown, uh, Prince Edward Island, it's free. But uh, if you want to leave, it costs you. So you get to go for free? No, no. Oh. We still have to pay if you leave. They want to have the people stay there. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So say so we're coming for, and we're coming and staying, <laughs> and then take the next ferry over to. No, no. It doesn't matter if people want to leave PI. They have to pay. Oh, okay. It's free from into PI. Interesting. But that says why is that? It says yeah, we really like the people to stay here. Yeah. Don't leave again. They want to. Malaysia was similar when you go to Penang Island. You paid a couple dollars to take the bridge mm -hmm. or the ferry. Leaving was free. So like you paid to use one way. So they they weren't controlling who comes off the island, but it's just to go on. They had to pay. Okay, so, so that's the they don't. Very it's free to go over there, mm -hmm. okay. but as soon as you want to leave, it costs you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that's opposite. And then we, you know, Newfoundland is alone about 1,000K, roughly. That's yeah. about 10, 10 days riding. And then we go, come, and then the, the finish this in Newfoundland. And then that will be put the front bike into the At Atlantic. And then, yeah. and then we still have some time. We didn't book a ferry back yet. Depends on the weather. If the weather is nice, we can make then we can make some details stay a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at total time of riding. It's about four months, four and a half months. Four, four and a half months. Yeah, yeah really. That's great. But you know, we have we stayed here about the five days, so we're not riding here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we going circle around. One the of my, one of my prior guests, she's just circled Australia, and she's coming in September to Seattle and she's going to start cycling up to Vancouver and then across Canada and she said she's not how, sure exactly how far she'll go yet but she's planning 57 days from British Columbia all the way to somewhere in the east coast 150 200 kilometers every day <sighs> hardcore <laughs> yeah no no I'm I'm not I want to well you're not 35 anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I mean, it's funny you mentioned that that when I was one day we were riding with the AIM group, with the American Emotion group. I came home and said, those guys killing me. They're always fast. You know, the guy who went across Canada with his mm -hmm. wife, they are really good cycler. Okay. They are fast, you know. And then, they're, and then regular said to me, you know, you don't have to worry about the half your age. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's 35. So there should be, you know, if you want to leave him behind, so they would be sorry for him. Yeah. Something is wrong with me. Why I can't follow that 70 years old guy? <laughs> I like, uh, let's talk a bit about Parkinson's research again. I actually, I like the quote that you wrote in your bio that says, this ride is for those who cannot bike. This ride is theirs. Because actually it's halfway true. It's the, you know, people who has Parkinson's, they should be active. 
But, you know, but to go across Canada, it's really tough for a guy who has Parkinson. Definitely. But that doesn't mean they're shooting, they can't write. And actually, Tom, he has Parkinson as well. Okay. Yeah. So, but he's still fine. And even I, I met Tom Hake in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. He has Parkinson. And he cycles? He cycles. And he had Parkinson at the age of 70, uh, 47. And he cycles. And he says, you know, as long as you're keeping active, you know, I didn't realize, first of all, when you see him, you know, if he has something in your hand, mm-hmm. then it's, you said, if you bike him, you wouldn't think he has Parkinson. Okay. But as soon as he has loose, he starts shaking. Yeah. And he was a nurse. So <laughs> she says, you know, I had to quit the job because, you know, if a nurse comes to, to so the patient and wants to give him a needle, he said, yeah, let's find this thing here. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it started. And no active, actually, that's why it's, you know, boxing is good, tight, you oh. know, activity. Mm-hmm. Actually, this afternoon, they have uh, at the gym where we're going after this afternoon, they have instructions. How about Parkinson? What do you, what you can do? Oh, cool. So that's, I was said, I was wondering, you know, you'll always learn something. I don't have Parkinson, but you know, if you talk to those people, you know, I should know what's going on here. And it's always started somewhere when it started with the shaking. Mm-hmm. Or some people, they don't shake, but they walk funny. Okay. You know, they don't work yep. the normal thing. Or one we had met down in, uh, in the BC, he didn't, he walked. Perfectly, he didn't shake, but he stubborn. It was really hard to understand him. Okay. He, he but otherwise, out. he looked normal. Yeah. He looked normal, but when he started talking, you know, it, it was really hard to understand him. So that's Parkinson. They have to be active, and as okay. soon as to be active, it's you know they can't at the moment they can medication. <laughs> what they have today, they can cure it, but they can stabilize it. Okay. That doesn't get any worse, but still working on it. Maybe one day they find out they can exactly prevent what, it. Yeah, how to prevent it. But so far, the, the medication, what they have so far, they can st- stabilize. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get any worse. If And the timing of the medication is probably what they say is very important too. You have to catch it early, right? But it's hard to catch it early until you're showing signs. You but then sometimes people, that, you know, they don't want to... Say they have Parkinson, okay, because it's a it's a disease, it's an illness. And then, it, when they find out it's really Parkinson, maybe it's way too far ahead, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to control that. Yeah. And then again, the, it's not only the guy who has Parkinson; it's the caregivers. You know, most of them, you know, they have to. The wife have to look after, or the other way. Mostly are the men actually who has the men get more, right? Men get yeah. more. So they have to, the wife has to look after, after him and so make sure he takes all the medications. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And that's what we help to help them too. And this fundraiser is actually because Parkinson Canada doesn't really support us, you know. So we said the money we raise on this journey, we want to give back to those organizations we meet on the way. Okay. Goes directly to them. Doesn't yeah. go to Parkinson Canada. Oh, okay. But 
some people are just with, uh, if they want to give Parkinson, we can't give any receipts. Yeah. But if they want a receipt, they have, and after, they yeah, if they want a tax they, receipt, then they need. But to they go only need, to you know, that uh, Parkinson Canada doesn't give any receipt below fifty bucks. Okay. That's the minimum fifty bucks, then you receive a, a receipt for taxes. Then again, it's uh, they can do that if they want to. And there are people that want to give to Parkinson Canada directly mm-hmm. under my name. That's fine, but then um, that money we we are. We are collecting because into fun go funny page. Exactly. We go directly to those organizations like <laughs> this one here in New Westminster in uh, and even in North Bay, even though we Sylvia found out there's one in North Bay, but it was too late. Mm. They had a barbecue plant the following week when we were there. So if they would know it before, if Sylvia would find them early enough yeah. of those guys go from give them the name she contacted them maybe earlier, but she found out really to yeah. seven corners. She find out the name, so that's the other thing. Yeah, I think you guys are doing a really good thing. And if Parkinson's Canada is not really cooperating so much with you, it's hard to to be as effective as possible. Yeah, but, but then again, it's the you know we have to give some money to Sylvia. She does a lot of work for us, and she says you know. She says, she always says, you know, I'm not doing for the money, I'm doing for Parkinson. But still, it's, you know, she's on the phone, you know, sometimes she phones us. The other day she phoned, on Wednesday she phoned us late in the evening or sent a message and she's, she finally got CTV on Thursday morning and then actually had two interviews okay. at the same time on CTV in the morning. And then, uh, but normally it's so close to Canada Day. Yeah, it's a tough time. It's a tough time. And yesterday was one uh, another TV, uh, TV station for me. They want to come out, and then the, he phoned me later on and says, "No, we we have no time." Okay. For me, yeah. there's something else going on. Yeah. So TV Canada Day is more important than Parkinson. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has there been any? One moment that has been really memorable along the way. It's one thing that really touched you. Actually, the the first thing is the the people we met. They were um, they were all positive thinking. Nobody was really down. Mm-hmm. They were all cheered up. So they know they accepted their illness. Yeah. And the other thing is the the support we get from. We have a lot of campgrounds and hotels and stuff like that. Who, who says you, know, you can stay for free? And then one was uh, was funny that was up in Highway 11 somewhere, and we drove into a camp, a municipal campground. It was and then the guy who was looking after it he says, uh, I, "You can uh, you can stay here for free, but don't tell my boss." <laughs> 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 okay, we wouldn't. <laughs> the only money we want to give some to Sylvia. And I, I talked to regular says, I think she actually, Sylvia wants to be, she would be really nice if she could come to New Fun, uh, to St. John's, Newfoundland. So I said to regular, I should ask Air Canada if they sponsor two tickets for her and her husband to come out to St. John's for the final date. Yeah, or maybe WestJet or somebody. Well, the, I don't know if WestJet flies out, flights out. Oh, well, maybe they don't, yeah. Yeah, but Air Canada flies out there. Maybe, yeah. I, 
have to phone them up and see what they, well, to find the direct, find the person who is in charge Come for Come on, Air Canada. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's promotion for them too, right? Yeah. And they can't write it up. Yeah, they write it off. Yeah, it's... Do you have any regrets on this trip so far? Anything you would have done differently? Different. Waiting for warmer weather. <laughs> yeah. April was a little early to start. It was a little early, but I'm glad I started at yeah. that time. Well, especially with the Switzerland trip. Like, if you had started later, you wouldn't have been as far by the time you have to go to Switzerland. That's correct. And yeah. then you really wouldn't have been able to stay longer. You yeah. You had to stay just two weeks or... Yeah. No, that was... that regret. No, actually, regret. I didn't have any, like, regrets, stuff like that. But I just want... The one thing was when... one. We found out that the, the help from Parkinson Canada, I was really mad one day. I said, mm. why are we doing that? Yeah. And Sylvia was, she was mad as well because, you know, you come to a point, you don't get any further. You got so many roadblocks in your, before you have to find out to get over it. And yeah. you don't <laughs> get any further. And, you know, why are you doing this? You know, there should be help. Glad that somebody's. To be really happy, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, they will be happy. But the thing is, and um, they want to have the control over them. Yeah, that's the thing. I think they want even on the, the cycle ride, all the profits. They have to pay. They have to find sponsor for the barbecue, the water, and everything. They have to find from somebody else. All the money they are raised for Parkinson ride goes directly to Parkinson. And then they, know, they don't know where the money is. You know, they have a lot of big administration. Yeah. There's a CEO and all this administration. That's a lot of money who goes to that. Well, I remember looking at some statistics once talking about, you know, some of the biggest charities, uh, yeah. you know, the... Um, I don't even want to name them because I'm not sure which ones, but some of these really big charities, these international ones, and how much of the actual money goes into what it's made yeah, for. I, uh-huh. I think so. the only one who is the CEO doesn't get any money is the Salvation Army. The rest, they all get the money. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's the regret. And Where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media? They can find us on Twitter and Facebook and on the GoFundMe page. On the GoFundMe page yeah. as well. And what should they search for? Walter and Giant. Walter and, and Giant. Giant. Okay. And um, I can, I can. I'll, I'll post some links as well. Okay. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share that I'm missing or we haven't talked about? Yeah, about cycling. I don't know. I didn't see the second broadcast, you know, after Thursday morning where they have mentioned, he asked me the same questions. What do you want to say on top of it? Because I said, well, I really would like to invite those people who has, has a saying for the road constructions. Mm-hmm about paved shoulders. I would like to they come with me and cycle some bad roads so yeah. they know what we're talking about. Because it would be much safer, even even for the truck drivers, if the cyclists off the road. It costs a little more money to start with, with the, with the road to pave, but then the long run maintenance is much cheaper. I agree. And then... <clears throat> Even the truck drivers, I said to one thing, I said, you know, truck driver organization, they have, they should put something word out to force them to put safe shoulders as well. So they would be much safer too. Yeah. But 
See, I think safety is, uh, well, that's just talking safety, but it's not really doing it. Yeah. And even we have uh, No Miller from the MPP Perry Sound. <coughs> he has, uh, he always trying to convince Ontario down uh, to the second, you know, if they redo the roads to put the paved secondary so roads, yeah. To put the repaved children. And the Highway 411 or Highway 400, whatever that is, they have huge paved shoulders. And Why? you can't ride on them because you know, it's a 400 series on. road. Yeah. I found this ridiculous. Like in Malaysia, they have a lot of highways and most of them are pay highways. They're toll mm. highways. Yeah. But cyclists can use them and we ride on the highways and we'd have bike groups of 50 people sometimes, maybe more. And we do 150 kilometer rides and 90% of the time we're on like a Canadian style 400 series highway. Canada, you're not allowed riding on them, yet we're taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we allowed to ride on the roads we pay taxes for, right? And my father says, well, you know, it's dangerous because it puts you at risk and the truck drivers or the vehicle drivers, like, well, they just have to open their eyes when they're driving. Like, stop daydreaming and drive. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's, only, it's less risky, I find, to be on a road that has a paved shoulder than it is to be on, on a... secondary road that has no shoulders. Yeah, to be, exactly. Yeah. But and especially know. if you're on a road, but if you're on a mountain bike, okay, you could drive on the, the dirt shoulder, but yeah. then you lose but your speed road, and you struggle more and you can't do it on a road bike. No, you, so. you, and then it's, so that's, and then they have, sometimes they have shoulders that wide. But okay. But are so wide, yeah. And then, they, and then they have the ripple thing in there. Right. Yeah. You can't drive right on those wide Not shoulders. Long, you yeah. have to go on the road, even though you have paved shoulders like that. Yeah. Why do you have to have at least a meter paved shoulders? Yeah, do the meter and a half, just like they recommend for distance that trucks should avoid you. You know, cars, you should have a meter and a half <laughs> for safe space. So yeah. make your shoulders a meter and a half wide. Yeah. Keep everybody safe. I always tell people, like, man, Asia, like you're in a place like Malaysia, not a super rich country, but not poor. And they have fantastic roads. You know, very rarely have potholes. Most of the grates in the roads that had once upon a time been facing the wrong way, so the bike tire could get stuck in it, people have complained, and now they've all been turned and redesigned. Mm -hmm. um, it's, just, it's a way safer place to ride a bicycle. And mm -hmm. now that safety on a bicycle is really it's the it's sucks, you know. And, and again, it's you know the bike part when we were in Ottawa the other day. There's a lot of bike parks to the city. Yeah, but then again, I must say some. I don't know why they're rushing so much, those people, it, on the bicycle. Mm. They come around the corner like crazy. Yeah. And even though when I was biking in Switzerland, there's a lot of bike paths too, but I hardly use them because especially on the weekends and holidays, too many people on it. Mm. It's dangerous. Yeah. You come around the curve and there's a family with yeah. cycling. And I, like, and I like to ride fairly fast. Like when I used to commute from Elmer to Ottawa for university, I like to ride, you know, high 20s if I can, uh -huh. but it's, it is, it's too fast for the bike paths because they're not wide enough that if, like, if I come around the corner, I got really slow down because I don't want to risk somebody yeah, being You don't myself. know who is back there. And I can't ride on the roads because they're crap. They're full of potholes. They're not fixed. They're terrible, especially on the other side of the river, the Quebec side. The roads are worse. Really? Oh, yeah. I hate that uh, Quebec has the best bike. Uh, as soon as you get, but if you go on the roads, like yeah. the bike paths are nice, but if you yeah. go on the roads, I found 
in uh, Elmer and stuff. Maybe we'll like find out next week. <laughs> yeah. And you're leaving on Tuesday? Leaving on Tuesday, yeah. Okay. And you're going to start on uh, Highway 148, yeah? Yeah, probably, yeah. That's, okay. Uh, and then go up to Montreal and then... We don't go into Montreal because we keep going. It's, it's a crowded city as well. And yeah. We want to keep, you know, I'd rather be a, a, a day ahead than a day behind mm-hmm. because we have to reach that... We don't... We have True. To reach that goal on the date so we don't be there at t- on time. We don't want to f- miss the flight and we don't want to miss the ferry and, yeah, you know. All right, so I'd like to end the show by thanking you, Walter, for doing this podcast with me today. I know uh, you've got a lot of things going on here while you're in Ottawa, but it's been nice to sit down and have this little conversation. I wish you a safe journey, really, throughout the rest of your trip, and I hope you can actually reach your fundraising goals. You've got a long ways to go. So, people, if you're listening and you have some spare money, go to his GoFundMe, which will be linked through the podcast, and donate a few dollars. Thank you, Walter. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. Come out and have a chat with me. And I hope uh, it helps for the next two weeks, uh, two months until I'm done. All right. Well, happy Canada Day, Walter. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks. Thank you. In next week's episode, I'll be interviewing Harry and Roly. They are a Dutch couple that are doing a world tour called Heart to Beat and fundraising money as they go towards the Heart Foundation. And big part of the reason for this is that Harry, at the age of around early 50s, started having some heart complications and ended up needing six bypasses. After surviving this, they realized that there's much more to life than just having suits and cars and a big house and all these things. And that they wanted to explore the world and continue on with their quests of cycling and seeing new places. Learn about their motivations, what caused them to decide to do this tour, what the game changer was with all their previous bike touring experience. And hear about their amazing bikes and the sponsorship deals that they got along the way. And maybe that'll help you guys to take something out of this and find ways to get sponsors. So if you do have questions, you can always contact them on their social media. They're super friendly and I'm sure they will want to share with you. So guys, catch me next week for that interview. Have a good one. Keep on pedaling. Bye-bye. I want to end the show by thanking all my listeners once again for the emails and comments I regularly receive from you. It really helps motivate me and keep me going with this project and to continue sharing people's amazing stories. If you have questions or comments, you can email me at bike at bikepackadventures.ca or go to bikepackadventures.ca and shoot me a message through the contact form. You can also check out the webpage for past podcast episodes, bikepacking routes throughout Canada, blog posts, videos, and touring tips. Lastly, I'd like to once again thank all the individuals and companies that are supporting the podcast. If you are enjoying the show and like what I'm doing, you can become one of my show supporters by going to patreon.com slash bikepackadventures. And for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep this show going. You can also help out by sending a one-time donation through PayPal. This money all goes back into the podcast, help me to cover the costs associated with running the show, buy new equipment when necessary, and produce the high-quality content that you've become accustomed to. Much appreciated and keep on pedaling.